Coming up next on The Voice of Alabama Politics, the House moves to impeachment. Also, the V-Team takes a look at gerrymandering. And Attorney General Steve Marshall undertakes a very dangerous mission. About as dangerous as playing toy soldier. Rat-a-tat-tat. Go get him, Steve. All this and much, much more coming up next on The V. where we tackle the tough issues so you have the hard facts. I'm your host, Bill Britt, and today I'm joined by Josh Moon, investigative reporter and columnist for APR, Susan Britt, associate editor, and a lot of great things, uh, and Jack Campbell. How you doing? Republican strategist and radio show host. Jack, where's your, where, where's your radio on? What's your name? Uh, 93.1 FM Montgomery. In Montgomery. Yeah. Good show. Nine to noon. Nine to noon. News and views. News and views. Yeah. It's a, it's, a, it's a good show. It's stimulating. A lot goes on. You have a good back and forth with your audience. Yeah, we do, but most of our audience is almost as right wing as I am. Well, so, there you go. There you go. Uh, so, low level discourse. <laughs> well, you uh-huh. can, you can uh, well. Uh, I don't when even know what to say. You yeah. shaved your brain. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, on that note, they, they, uh, Nancy Pelosi this week, uh, or last week, announced that they would begin formal impeachment inquiries, Susan. And this is probably going to be the most divisive impeachment hearing uh, ever mm-hmm. because what we're hearing so much of is from the extremes these days. Mm-hmm. You, you don't hear from moderate Republicans and moderate Democrats anymore. You hear from the, the left wing of the left wing and the right wing of the right wing. You know, uh, Republicans like Mo Brooks, uh, the, the Terry uh, Lathan, Lathan mm-hmm. all of them have just been outraged upon outraged. And uh, all the people running for the Senate have, have made a big issue out of this. Mm-hmm. But again, we haven't heard anything from Democrats. Is it because yeah. the party's just disorganized or they don't want to Yeah, that's part of it. That's part of it because we should have heard something from, from Morley and some of the other people. And, and I, because I do think that this, uh, you know, especially among uh, Democrats and, you know, even more moderate uh, voters here, I think that they look at what's taken place and what they know from, from news reports here uh, of what the president has done. And I think that they see that as, as something that should be investigated. I mean, I, I don't think at this point anybody is, is looking at it as a, 
you know, I, uh, this is absolutely wrong. We've got to impeach him. We've got to put him in prison sort of a thing. But I think that there, the, where the line seems to be split is on whether or not we should even have an impeachment hearing and investigate this, uh, what, what's taking place here. And I think that that is a, uh, that's where Democrats could, in this state, could could use this as a fundraising thing, as a means to, to gather more support, uh, as a means to, you know, just kind of rally the base and get people fired up. But, you know, we're stuck uh, yeah. at this point in, in this little quagmire of nonsense that's going on well, there. And, Jack, uh, Republicans, uh, rightfully so, I'm sure, are, are outraged. Uh, I remember uh, when they impeached Bill Clinton. He had a lot of people coming to his defense. And sure. <clears throat> makes sense, right? In my so, does. Republicans? Yeah. <clears throat> well... You know, I, I'm not going to tell y'all know where I am and I know where you are. Right. And, and that's why we decided that's to why we talk, talk about it this way. Yeah, but I am very surprised that the that the uh, state chairman of the Democrat Party has not issued some kind right. of statement, right. whether it be let's hear this out or let's impeach him. She hasn't yeah. said anything yeah. that I've that I've heard. No, not no, no not what we've heard. But one of the things I think that that the reason we're not hearing anything is because there is. In fact, no Democratic leadership. Mm -hmm. There's nobody out there that is part of the loyal opposition that says anything. Yeah. And, and and Josh, we were talking before the show about how there there was uh, the DNC approved these bylaws mm -hmm. and they were supposed to start holding elections mm -hmm. in the Alabama Democratic Party. And just yesterday or day before or Wednesday or Thursday, I forget when it they just blew up. Nancy just blew that up again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and you're right. And so, yeah, I think a lot of uh, the state leaders here in the Democratic Party, you know, Anthony Daniels and some of these other folks who are out there, you know, they're they're at. Uh, they, they don't really know, you know, what to do. You know, should they take that step forward? Should they should they do this? Should they do that? Is it their place to do that? You know, or should it come from the office, which is not doing anything? And then you you look at the office, and you're right. You know, so we've we've gone through months now of this nonsense, this absolutely dumpster fire of of a of a political party in this state. And you're just like, what in the world is going on? And so finally the DNC has stepped in. They're going to order new elections. They're going to order Alabama uh, Democrats to look at the bylaws. And they say it has to be done by October 5th. So you hear nothing from Nancy Worley and, and the leadership there forever. And then, so the, the, the executive committee of the Democratic Party gets together and they say, all right, well, listen, we've got to do this by the 5th, so let's just hold our meeting. We'll plan yeah. it for the embassy suites in Montgomery, and we'll do it. The next day, Wor <laughs> Worley issued a thing saying they're going to hold it the next Saturday. So a week after the DNC deadline, they're going to hold this bylaw thing. And then the next week, they're supposed to have leadership elections. Uh, it's just that's the sort of thing that has, that has been a problematic for them for years now, and it's what people are so tired of, and they're trying to change this sort of nonsense. Well, I mean, they've taken her credentials. DNC has cut off all the money to the Alabama Democratic Party, and still she has the audacity to say, oh, no, no, we're not going to abide by your rules again. We're going to yeah. do it a week later. I mean, really, when is this going to stop? Well, Jack, you know, it goes back to that old Will, uh, what was it? Roger. Will Rogers. Rogers saying, I belong to no organized party. I'm, I'm a Democrat. I'm a Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, that was pretty funny. And it certainly, to echo Josh, it, it, it just looks like, well, it kind of looks like Nancy Worley is being defiant, mm -hmm. yeah. which is going to cost the Democrat Party, which is already in peril, it's going to cost it more clout than... Right. Absolutely. And my thing is, and I, I would quote a friend, uh, a guy that, I don't know if he's a friend, but a, a, a Republican who, when they found out that the House 
caucus was going to have more Republicans last year than they did the in 2010 and 2014. He went, we got too many damn Republicans already. <laughs> Can't the Democrats get something together? Because you got only no. yourself to fight with. You need balance. But we're going to have to leave it right there. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back and talk a little bit about alpha endorsements. <laughs> Hey, I'm Jamie Johnson. When we reach the age of 18, voting becomes our civic duty. But what if it was our job? We wouldn't be so quick to call in sick or go back home if the lines were too long or just dismiss the idea altogether. Elections are also how we collectively write the song that tells our story, and voting is our solitary voice. So register to vote and go get your government-issued photo ID and add your voice to the song of Alabama. What a great opportunity for your success. Adding half a million highly skilled employees to our workforce by 2025 is how we stay ahead in Alabama. Our economy is stronger than it's been in years, and a skilled workforce is more important than ever. Things move fast, so choose your path. Your success is waiting, plus a great future for Alabama. Success plus. Go for it. for a drive later, maybe. Text some friends while I'm doing it. Scroll through social media. Kill a family four and a half on collision. Cool, man. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. Alabama politics. Jack, this past week, Alpha, the Alabama Farmers Federation, their political action group, selected candidates for the 2020 election. Uh, they picked Donald Trump to be president. They, they uh, picked Tommy Tuberville to be U.S. Senate. And I have to say that I found that selection, as I'm sure did Bradley Byrne and and, and some others that are running, to be odd. Well, Alpha always endorses Republicans these last few years. Right, right. And um, I think they, um, Alpha people are Auburn fans first and Republicans second. The Tuberville thing makes sense to me, but I heard a rumor that the Porch Creeks were behind Tuberville and Alpha is the most anti-gambling organization in the state behind the Attorney General's office. And so 
That kind of surprises me. Well, I did hear that the Porch Creek were riding both horses. They were riding Bradley. We know they've been supporting Bradley. But I had heard that about Tuberville. But again, this guy, Josh, may be somebody you would want calling the defensive plays. No, he's not. We fired him for that. Okay. Uh, uh, but the, well, there you go. <laughs> uh, really? He's 60, he's 60-something years old, yeah. and, he, and he's a novice. He doesn't know anything about politics, and we want to send him to beat our city. Yeah, and, and he's, uh, as far as I know, he doesn't know anything about farming, uh, you know, and not, uh, I mean, he worked at Auburn as a football coach, but that didn't doesn't know mean he, he, <laughs> he didn't much there. But, you know, and, and I, I don't really understand a lot of alpha stuff here. I mean, even uh, Trump is as the nominee for, you know, the, I know they pick Republicans, but I mean, you know, Trump hasn't exactly been a friend of farmers, over, especially in this state. They've, yeah. they've suffered a lot yeah, around here. Ask the soybean farmers uh, yeah. right now. And well, I, I have an opinion, and I may be wrong, it's kind of a gut, that Tupperville's going to do a lot better than people think. Um, I don't Because well, he, he's a fresh face. He's not tarnished with the... He's Boy, an old political. If that's a fresh face, I'm almost like the Daisy Girl. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm talking I mean, about. But you know, there, hey, there's about 60% of this state though that w watched him on TV the last time they really saw him going, you know, running around the stadium holding up six fingers, uh, and I don't know that they were very thrilled with him. So. Well, I'm an Alabama fan, but I forgave him. He came on the radio show, and I said, you know, I always want to go drink a beer with you until you held up the thumb, yeah. and he laughed. But I mean, he's. He's, I understand he's come a long way in the last year uh, on no, being I, up to speed on I, issues. I, I think he's okay, but I, you know, and I always, honestly, when I covered him, because I've worked in sports for a while, I covered Tuberville at Auburn, and I always liked him. I always liked covering him, and he was a very personable guy. So they got into politics, wasn't necessarily a surprise. I just don't know that he's ready for that sort of a seat. Let me, let me, let me yeah. weigh in on that. He's not. Yeah. <laughs> he is absolutely unqualified. Well, we yeah. don't need coaches and business people up there. We need people that know how the process works. And people works. that live in the when state. When you're in the Senate. Well, you, if they live in the state, but, well, well yeah. he lives in Florida. But he also has a place here. <laughs> yeah. Kind of. Whatever. Well, All right. Anyway. Uh, the rest of the crew seems pretty normal. Uh, uh, Brad... Menheim, who well, has been appointed, that seat in. who's been appointed twice to the Supreme Court, maybe he'll Still win. Can't get maybe he'll win one this time. Well, nobody's very happy uh, with how he's working on this. Yeah, court. and uh, then you got Mary Wyndham, of course, she's going to be in, and and Twinkle Kavanaugh. I doubt she'll get much opposition. Uh, but what we really want to talk about here? <laughs> no, what you want to talk about here? Oh, I don't want to talk so about it. No, you show. want to. I, I don't. Do, you don't want to talk about the junket? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to something else. No. So, <laughs> all right. So, a couple weeks ago, the U.S. Attorney's Office gathers a bunch of folks up. They get on some uh, government jets mm -hmm. and they fly down to Mexico City, Jack. And then they get in some Black Hawk helicopters and fly to a defunct meth lab in the woods. Special Ops Marshall. <laughs> Steve Marshall was on the junket. This thing cost over $100,000. We hear, we've asked for it. We've sent out 40 requests for how much they spent. They won't tell us. Susan, 
Toy soldiers. I mean, please, seriously. I mean, they took lobbyists from the DA's association. That was ridiculous. On this junket. They took just people that have nothing to do with drug law enforcement in the state. They could have gone to North Jefferson County and found something much more dangerous than what they black hawk helicoptered into. Seriously, I mean, you can go to any county in the state of Alabama and find a meth lab. You got to drive all the way to Mexico. I just don't, I don't really? understand what the purpose was. I, I mean, really, I mean, what, what are you doing? Well, I it mean, was educational, so they could go see a meth lab, a which big was, one. Well, they went and saw one in a brick building. They could go in North Jefferson County, find one in a trailer. There you <laughs> go. There's trailers <laughs> all over the state. Yeah, I just, don't, that's what I'm saying. I don't understand what, what value that was. And the governor's legal counsel. What business did he have of going over there? You know, I, well, he's known so for so his, his meth lab. <laughs> <laughs> no, he has pretty good teeth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean he was taking meth. I just mean he, he's known for know, his I meth just, lab you know, party. And, and here uh, they are in their little tactical outfits, like, ooh, what can do the job? I'm surprised Steve Marshall doesn't have on a bulletproof vest and a firearm. Well, what <laughs> I mean, <it was> closed, <laughs> you know? I mean, the, and they were like, oh, we had to use secret radio frequencies because the cartel could be listening. If they knew Steve Marshall and some of these yahoos were on the plane, they'd go, ha, 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 ha. This is who we want running a war on drugs, right? Well, it's just, I think it's a waste of money, but, you know. But well, the U.S. attorney went, you know, Jay Town or yeah, whatever his yeah, name is. Yeah. Well, I'm sure the boys had a good time. Yeah, well, listen, it's not often they can dress up and play soldier. Yeah, right? I just, I, again, I just don't understand what the purpose was. And what? if I had gone, I sure as hell wouldn't have issued a press release. <laughs> I would have tried to keep it. Jack, you know, they put out a video. They put out a video. <laughs> they were proud of going and touring the meth lab. Did it look like the ones on Breaking Bad? I, I don't know. I never saw Breaking uh, Bad. No. It looked like to me that they dismantled it and there wasn't much to it. That they were just walking around in the woods. I mean, is there some question about how meth is produced? I don't. I mean, I don't understand what the. I, I don't know. I how don't get. Downtown gets not. And when there's one down. sheriff that said, "Oh, I was fired up after that experience." He was. He was so fired up. He came back and he told Gomer and Goober to saddle up, boys. We were gonna chase the meth. <laughs> Before that, he was just kind of indifferent to the whole meth thing. Yeah, yeah. sure he was. Never had yeah. any meth left in that county. Yeah. yeah I mean, whatever. So we we went six thousand miles. In, on taxpayer dollars so that these yahoos could go look at a meth lab so it inspire somebody to do their job. Oh, that's a thought. There you go. That's All original. Right, we're going to have to leave it right there. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. Gerrymandering and 99 years coming up next. Institute of Alabama promotes reliable, affordable, and clean energy to help grow our economy, create high-paying jobs, and build public support for Alabama's energy industry. The Energy Institute of Alabama is the best source of energy industry information and how it affects households across the state, from convenient energy production to alternative fuels to solar power and beyond. What are you doing today, babe? I thought I'd head down to the lake with the guys, do a little fishing. Of course, none of us will be wearing our seatbelts. I'll lose control of the truck, wrap it around a tree, 
and kill us all. Okay. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. Hello, I'm William Wyatt Bibb, the first governor of Alabama. On December 14, 1819, Alabama became the 22nd state to enter the Union. This year, we celebrate 200 years of statehood. There is no better way to commemorate our 200th anniversary than by registering to vote and securing your government-issued photo ID. Together, let's make a difference for Alabama. Uh, Josh, uh, last week, Alabama political reporter had a piece about gerrymandering mm -hmm. and in which uh, we talked about the files that were found on the Republican gerrymandering mastermind, mm -hmm. uh, Mr. Thomas Hofer. Hofeller. Hofeller. Good old Hofeller. Yeah, unusual name. Uh, mm -hmm. But anyway, there were, this had become part of a bigger story mm -hmm. when it was revealed that he had laid out a plan that Republicans could win more elections if there was a census, on the census, there was a question of whether you were a U.S. citizen or not. Yeah. That did not happen, the mm -hmm. census did not get put on. But these files that he had came mm -hmm. forward and it showed that he had, he had worked in some capacity in Alabama during the 2010 forward mm -hmm. on the gerrymandering or redistricting. They're all gerrymandered whether they're <laughs> they're Democrat or Republican, but that's kind of yeah. what we found out. Yeah, he had worked, and apparently it was his daughter that had discovered this after his death, and right. it, she she forwarded that to attorneys working on a case in North Carolina. And and so out of that, it, it just kind of showed the, the thinking, kind of undercut a lot of the arguments that, you know, some Republicans had made it, about the districts not being drawn based on racial lines, and it clearly showed that he was was taking the you know the statistics from the census uh, there based on race and drawing out these district lines and showing people how they could maneuver these lines around you know to keep people uh, to keep minorities packed into certain districts so their votes didn't then affect uh, the outcome in other districts there and and a lot of it is I think Doug Jones said it best I think this is one of the biggest issues we have uh, in politics uh, and Republicans do it and you're right Democrats do it uh, in a lot of places to protect their seats and to protect power there and what you end up with, though, is a one-party system in a lot of states, like in Alabama, where it's all Republicans here, and that's not good for anybody. You know, it, it eliminates the one thing that our government was always meant to work on, which was compromise and debate there, you know, or the two things our government's meant to work on, compromise and debate, and you don't have that now, and, and from that, you see the problems that we have. It's the problems that we all complain about constantly, and it's the corruption that we all complain about constantly, because that these are the sort of things that come when you don't have checks and balances on each other. Well, Susan, uh, there is a lawsuit pending that this information will probably become part of, mm -hmm. uh, but the lawsuit, again, is trying to say that the congressional districts mm -hmm. were drawn along racial lines. Now, we, we don't know that that's, that's for the courts to decide. We don't know to the extent that they were or were not drawn. But uh, you know, this is another story that will end up making Alabama look bad for a while. 
Yes, it is, and that's not unusual. Now, also, in defense of some of the gerrymandering, they, the contention is that and they're trying to protect some of the black districts, and I can get that. But also understand that gerrymandering goes all the way back, as we discovered this week, to Madison Monroe. Yeah. Uh, this is not a new concept. This has been going on since the beginning of our democracy. It's just gotten a little more corrupt as the years have gone on. And especially when it comes to Alabama and our corruption here, everybody goes, ah! Again. Well, and then, you know, as Joe Reed reminded him that he drew the lines that the Republicans won on in 2010. Yeah. So. Well, you know, the, the minority districts, um, they're protected, too, mm -hmm. uh, under gerrymandering. It's, you know, and I imagine that districts should probably be about 65-35 as a general rule, but they're not. Mm -hmm. But it also benefits the minority party in, in a lot of these states. I don't understand why we just can't have a bipartisan commission who basically looks at counties mm -hmm. and says, all right, there's X amount of folks up here that this county would be, and make it some kind of reasonable thing. Well, I mean, you've got some districts, mm -hmm. you know, that start up in Jefferson County and go all the way down to the Wiregrass. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's nuts. If you look at the map, there's, there's no question that somebody has done something really fishy to get these places on the same, in the same You mean group, because we've so. got pie-shaped districts, yeah. we've got comma-shaped yeah. districts. I mean, it's just nuts. I, I mean, <laughs> you know, there, there's a, the Mike Rogers re represents portions of Montgomery and Cherokee County. I mean, you know, right. come on. Right. And so, I, I, but I, I think you're right. We The problem, of course, is in the execution of that and how political that becomes, you know, and so I think there needs to be guidance, which the Supreme Court bailed on yep. uh, earlier this year. And so they're not going to be guidance for <coughs> that. And so, you know, what do you do? Who, who picks it? How do you pick it? What, do you, what are the standards there uh, that you're going to do? I think we should get to that. Uh, the problem is, is getting to it. Well, the problem is it's, it's political. And so you yeah. can't get beyond it. Uh, this next story is a little difficult to, to dig into. But a young man, <coughs> Hispanic, Jorge Ruiz. Mm -hmm. uh, Excuse me was involved in an accident which he fell asleep at the wheel, mm -hmm. crossed over the, the lines, ran into a young woman, and she died. Yes. So, and then he was tried, and there was a lot of misinformation in the news media mm -hmm. that you, Josh, straightened out, and that then you reported on his <clears throat> sentence being 99 years <laughs> for a crime that, while terrible, mm -hmm. is usually not given that type of that type of sentence. No, normally you see something, you know, that they, they term it, uh, you know, manslaughter right. here because <coughs> we don't have the vehicular manslaughter uh, charge. And so uh, what typically happens is someone like uh, Mr. Ruiz will get somewhere around, you know, a year to, to three or four years for something that, that happened like that because he did make a mistake. He drove while sleepy, put other lives at risk, and so there should be some punishment that took place. He got 99 years, and, uh, and it seems as though now, after the attention has been paid to this, that uh, the the judge is going to take the unprecedented step now of, of creating a ineffective counsel argument f on behalf of the defendant uh, before it ever gets to any sort is of Is it a jury trial or a judge? It was a jury trial. Okay. It was, uh, he, so he was found guilty of reckless murder by the jury. Okay. Uh, and, but involved in that there were a, there was a lot of things that were left out there were a lot of things that were that were put in uh, on the record there that probably shouldn't have been and and so i think that the the well, judge out and out lies by the news media yeah. in that area too. well they said he was drunk he was he, not he wasn't drunk they, they said he was illegal, illegal he was alien he was, he was not. not no and uh, so uh, you yeah. know there's just a lot of things that kind of drummed up this this 
furor of, uh, around it of people. And I think they were trying to placate a lot of people that were very, very angry. And this was the outcome of that. Uh, and I think now they're going to go back and try their best to, I guess, put the cat back in the bag. Well, no doubt, you know, when a young woman or any anybody loses their life yeah. in a traffic uh, fatality, it's a horrible thing. And this guy, you know, was, was responsible and should pay a price. But it seems like in this case, even the judge now is having second thoughts. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a hard thing to tell, and it's a hard thing to you know to take his side because this did happen. Right. I mean, he did. He did. A, a woman lost her life. life. Yeah. yeah. And, and you don't want to in any way uh, vilify her or her family because no. they had every right to be upset yeah, so about this thing. She was a nurse thing. leaving work. Yeah. Her shift. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't like she was out partying or well, anything like listen, that. Well, yeah. we've lost a life. Let's not lose another one by yeah. not pursuing justice properly. Right. We have to leave it right there. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. You watch us because we watch them.